0: So I'm so excited to have my next guest. She freaking creates million-dollar brands. Okay, she uh, helped me a lot on my branding, and she's helped so many entrepreneurs who actually are like millionaires and multimillionaires with their branding. So you really should listen up to this interview because Ling Trong is a brand sole activator and mentor for impact-driven entrepreneurs. She's a founder of Brand Fame and co-founder, um, and uh, her team are on a mission to energize the pure potential within each person that they touch so guys she's done eight years of branding okay she's worked on some of the best brands in the freaking world uh, Nestle tollhouse lean cuisine Toyota uh, Sumitomo and UBM and uh, she literally like transforms people's brands okay uh, she evolves their uh, their brand in the market so they're like the Okay, and she basically launched a fifty-four million dollar product for lean cuisine. Okay, so if I even put multi it's like kind of uh, doesn't do your do you, do you justice. So she brings about her ten years of branding and marketing experience to help her clients find the essence of who they are. Okay, so she holds an MBA from Indiana University and a BA from USC. Uh, she's been featured on Forbes, Mind Valley, Huffington Post, Thrive Global, BuzzFeed, so many. Pop- even this one that she uh decided to come to oh my god i feel like not worthy of her and spoken at so many various conferences how are you doing
1: i'm doing really well thank you for having me i'm excited
0: yeah me too oh my gosh i am so excited for this because you are the person to talk to about branding so, uh, okay, let's just hit the ground with this question. Uh, what's your favorite brand besides yours and mine, if that's even possible? I know, our brands are the best.
1: But... I know, right?
0: <laughs> like it's the best. In, in the whole
1: entire world exactly, exactly. What's, the third? what's the third so it's a it's a it's a distant third to ours but yeah. uh i i always talk about this brand all the time so um it, it's pretty much my favorite brand and i always say it's my favorite brand it's tom's mm-hmm. um the shoe company uh, or they have more than shoes now but uh you know i love them they they have a one-for-one model that gives back, and it just really speaks to my soul. So I always share their story and how they're such a great brand. They should actually meet
0: mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they should. Hello? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, here. Sorry. I'm here. Sorry, I got cut off. No, worries. Sorry, guys. I just have Zoom right now. It's just like, I might get Zencaster. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So um, in your mind, what makes a brand special?
1: So a brand that is special uh, has the ability to connect deeply to their audience. Um they connect in a way that uh makes their audience feel like they understand them mm-hmm. and um they have a value and beliefs that are in alignment with that brand. So it's really about getting to the connection piece, the heart piece, the soul Mm -hmm. piece. And if brands Mm -hmm. are able to do that, then that makes them really special because branding Mm -hmm. is all about how, um, you know, people perceive, uh, what the Mm -hmm. brand is. People have a perception. It's based off of what they think a brand is. And if you can Mm -hmm. connect to their soul on a deep level, that makes you special. And that's what I help my clients with is to uncover their essence, the
0: truth of their brand. So that they connect more deeply. That's amazing. Like just you reach into their soul and you do soul connection with other people. That's freaking amazing. So um, you mentioned like working with your clients. So like who were some of your favorite clients to work with besides me? Oh, of course, you definitely. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you have so many. You have so many like A list clients that are way further along than me. Yeah. Can you share with us some of some? Because you work with literally all the big names in entrepreneurship that I can think of. So yeah, can you tell us more about it?
1: Yeah, um, I've worked with uh, entrepreneurs that are uh, pretty well off in terms of uh, seven figures or more, and then I also have worked with um, other like startup companies. Um, the one I'm most excited about right now, and I'll share some other ones from the coaching industry. Mm -hmm. The ones I'm most excited about uh, working with is a startup company that, um, basically it's a, a heel that transitions into a flat with a push of a button. And yeah, I've been having so much fun working on their brand and rebranding them and Mm repositioning them and making sure that they, um, are marketed in a way that people really understand and get the value right away. So that's been a fun project that I've been working on. Um, like you mentioned, I've worked with other um, amazing entrepreneurs. I've worked with uh, Louisa. Um, one of the things that I loved working with her was when we were uh, looking at her brand and her message, uh, we were tapping deep into uh, the layers of like why she started her business in the first place. Because, you know, Louisa is very practical in terms of like what it is that um, she creates. She does. She's very clear on like the value that she brings. But what was happening was that she was not connecting emotionally to her audience. And so when we were able to do like the branding process, we were able to uncover like the points when she, Um, started her business why it was so important and once we could we tapped into that she actually ended up crying during our session and she was like wow I didn't notice this emotion coming from this place and I didn't realize it was there we were then able to create messaging that connected deeper to her ideal clients so that was a fun one to work on um let's see my uh my beautiful friend um, and client, Jessica Riverson, um, I also loved working with her. So basically she had a brand that was all around permission to charge and she wanted to bring in the soul piece um, around, um, she was doing priestess training, she was doing very spiritual as well and she wasn't showing that side of her. She was being more masculine in her original brand. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we rebranded her um, to create uh, The Feminine CEO and it's really all about bridging the gap, I call it like the inner priestess meets um, CEO. So bridging the two areas where you bring in the soul and the spirituality into mm-hmm. um, becoming a business coach as, or a business person mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. that was another one I liked working on. I worked with a DJ um, that uh, mm-hmm. plays at events all over the place around the world. Um, he mm-hmm. Even played on Nectar Island. With Richard Branson uh, recently so um, he's also somebody that I loved working with it was a lot of fun and uh, we uh, tapped into his brand and realized that he does more than just play music and so we created hashtag more than music he's going to be using that creating different um, uh, different swag with that as well but um, what he does that uh, not many DJs do is that he helps connect and bonds people on the dance floor through his music and the way that he um, shares the music, the way that he flows his music, the way that he creates the music together. Um, it creates a synergetic environment where that you're on the dance floor and you just go into like a whole nother like state. And I've been uh, at his epic uh, dance parties. And, uh, yeah. and so that's been fun to create too. So I've worked with a variety of people But um, yeah, those are just some of the few favorite ones. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. So thank you so much for sharing. Wow, you guys, it's such an honor to just have this. You're just so amazing. Can I just say that? Oh my God, you just work with so many great people. And I really thank you for sharing this knowledge with us. So um, what were some of the results of rebranding? Because I feel like people don't understand the value of branding. So like, can you share with us, like, why should people consider rebranding? When should they reconsider it? And like, what are some of like the benefits and impacts of rebranding?
1: Yeah, so uh, that's a really great question. So one of the things that I like to share with uh, my clients is that when it's time for a rebrand is when you feel like your message has plateaued. You feel stagnant in your message. You feel like, you know, you're not excited about your message. So you never want to be stagnant because I believe that um, all brands uh, create this energy. Like the way that you show up, the way that you um, share your brand, the way that you um, write your posts, the way that you advertise, whatever it is, it all has an energetic frequency. So if you're tired of your brand, if you're tired of your message, if you're tired of all of it, it's time for a rebrand if you hit that plateau. And you feel like there's something more or there's like, you feel like there's a piece of you that's missing. And I even just went through a re-rand, um not that long ago where I got sick of just talking about branding and I had to, you know, Pivot myself and bring in this personal development side that I love Mm -hmm. talking about, and I've been doing for just as long, but I haven't shared. And the spiritual side of me, and um, doing all this energy work and this deep healing stuff that I've been trained in as well. And so I had to rebrand and uh, and encapsulate both of them into my brand. So now I tell people that I help them find the true essence of who Mm -hmm. they are, so they can speak their truth and fully embody their brand, so that you know their soul tribe, their soul clients, will come to them because they are so passionate about what they do. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of the results of the rebrand, what happens is when you get very, very clear on your message. And I'll use my um, client, Valerie, as an example. When you get really clear on who it is that you are targeting, who you're talking to, what your new brand message is, your sales can increase as a result of it because you know what you're talking about. You know your brand. You are on point at every touch point. You know what kind of offers to offer. And mm-hmm. you're also putting out that same um, energetic and vibrational frequency. Then mm-hmm. your in, uh, sales will increase. So when yes. she came to me, Mm -hmm. Uh, before branding, um, she, she's a lawyer and she wanted to really um, capture this online uh, marketing space and, and to help online marketers, especially coaches um, with, you know, the legal side of things. Mm -hmm. And so um, even though she's like been, taking courses in the online space, um, mm-hmm. she didn't know how to talk to her clients. She didn't know how to talk to who they were. And so we identified that she was helping not just every day, like all the coaches, but she's helping a specific coach that is going to the next level or what we call the tipping point entrepreneur, who's going from, you know, just a lot of one-on-ones to more group. They're, um, making more money they Um, then also because they're making more money, they're going to be exposed more potential pitfalls that, you know, um, if they're not legally protected, Mm -hmm. that they need to protect. And so when we were able to identify that and create that, she was able to create packages um, and package up her offer. And then she was able to then in her marketing, speak directly to those ideal clients in her rebrand. And that pushed her from less than six figures to multiple six figures.
0: Wow, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that just evolution of everything and obviously rebranding. I might I need to sign up for a session with you, I think, after So um isn't branding just about the photos in Paris?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because everybody loves the photos in Paris, including me. I have some photos in Paris too. So um, everybody thinks of branding as the photos, the visuals, the logos, the graphics. You know, I, one of the first questions I always get is like when I tell people I do branding, oh, do you do websites? And I'm like, no, I don't do websites in that way, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's not about that. So branding again, it goes back to the perception that you're creating. It's about the experience, about the vibe. So mm-hmm. the foundational pieces about your brand is really understanding your core essence, your core message, your brand personality, your brand vibe. You mm-hmm. need to know that up front because that is a reflection of you. So exam so like the saying goes, like the clothes don't make you, you make the clothes, mm-hmm. right? Same thing. Like the the websites and the photos don't make you. It's a person on the inside or Mm -hmm. the, the soul of your brand that makes your brand. So Mm -hmm. when you want to start to do the branding process, you have to do it from a strategic standpoint first to Mm -hmm. understand, you know, how you want to be perceived in the market, what your differentiating factors are, and then going into, um, then, then you'll be able to clearly articulate your, um, your, vision of what your visuals will look like and mm. then you can create your visuals but if you just take a bunch of random photos that are like in Paris it's not going to help you unless you know that's part it. of. I know you're
0: trying <laughs> to Paris weren't you damn now I have to trash all my Paris sorry go ahead
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah it's definitely not that it's not the visuals um the visuals are the last piece that you actually put onto your brand The other stuff comes first. Everybody does it backwards. They hire website designers and all these people. um, And uh, if they don't have their value proposition, if they don't have the core values, if they don't have these fundamental pieces, it's going to be hard to know whether or not you're on brand or off. And you could end up with a, you know, web design that you
0: scrap like a year later because it's not not Mm -hmm. you, not what
1: represents you.
0: Uh so this is great. So how did you start branding? Like it's it's um did you like what was what was your dream growing up and then how did you switch to this cuz or like you always knew you were going to do something in terms of business or how did you get a Yeah. get started?
1: I never thought I was going to do anything in business, especially Mm. entrepreneurship. So that wasn't even in my radar when I was growing up. I wanted to be a doctor when I was little. Um, Mm. I wanted to be a pediatrician. And then I decided that um, in high school when I was taking all the like hard AP courses, biochem, I took physioanatomy and all this stuff. And um, I got to one part, um, it was called the Krebs cycle. And I was just like, oh my God, I cannot learn this. I cannot sit in a class like and try to learn this. Like for like 10 more years of my life, I'm not going to do this anymore. So that's when I ended up switching into business because as a good Asian, you know, you either be a doctor, a lawyer, a business person, or that's it An engineer you know those are like the the four career paths of an asian um at least in my family and so i chose business and uh did that for undergrad um and then when i went to get my mba um we had a, a program that was really focused on consumer marketing i was in the midwest so there was a lot of cpg or consumer marketing companies out there and so um i decided to do consumer marketing because that was what i was most interested in about and uh i ended up with an internship at Nestle and um, ended up getting a full-time offer after graduating or actually got it my before my second year and um, ended up going to Nestle um, after I graduated. Um, so that's pretty much how I got into branding. So I've been at this for a very, very long time. Um, one of the things that I love about branding is that we get to really understand our customers and our Clients on a deep, deep level, even when I was on Nestle, I was writing concept statements for the product that won um, the product of the year and uh, made over fifty four million dollars and I at the time i didn 't know what this was, but I was using my intuition and really feeling into what it is our customers wanted and needed mm-hmm. when I was writing the statements and of course, mm-hmm. we had focus groups and all this stuff, but like it just made me. Um, it, it tapped into this other ability that I didn't even know I had was this uh, innate ability to connect. And because I love doing that, and I love understanding people and I am very naturally curious. It just um, something that evolved when I decided to um, come on my own journey and uh, create my own business. And so I absolutely love it. And now I get to go deeper with my clients with uh, the, the energy work too, because I believe that if you um, you know, have blocks or beliefs that are in your way from showing up, you know, from doing stuff like this. Like, you know, some people don't have the guts to create a podcast or or uh, show up as their brand. If we don't have that, you're not showing up as your true, authentic self, then it's harder to brand yourself. So that's what I work on with my clients now.
0: That was a long winded answer. <laughs> I love the detailed thoroughness of this uh, answer. So um, now that you're like, you are a branding uh, expert mentor, like, what is your favorite part of, about your business?
1: Oh, really seeing my clients transform and the work that we do together. So Mm -hmm. um, even my clients um, that are more of my done for you services where Mm -hmm. I um, really work on their brand and create the messaging and those pieces, like once they see their brand come to life, Mm -hmm. they have this instant transformation. Like I was talking to um, uh, the DJ that I was working with and he was like, Ling, you shifted my mindset and my own beliefs about myself. And I didn't even do deep, uh, deep energy work with him. He's like, you definitely do like energy work on your brands when you even work with them on strategy. And I was like, yes, I do because I'm really feeling into it. But, um, but he was like, yeah, I could feel that because when we created this, like this new brand and this new direction, like I could tell, like the whole way I presented myself shifted because I got more clear in my values. And I was like, damn, I'm really good at what I do. And so it gave him that extra boost and the extra confidence. And um, even with the, the shoe company that I was um, uh, talking about uh, with the convertible shoes, like when I created their Uh, brand personality for each shoe like she was telling me that she took it to um, her business partner who's a shoe designer and he was telling her like it made me want to create more shoes because like I could Mm -hmm. see my the brand come to life I I could see like now it's not just like another heel you know that converts Um, well she's the only one that does it with the push button but like but it is it brought more emotion into their life and it transformed the way that they looked at their brand and it made their brand more impactful. Those are the things that I
0: love about what I do. Awesome. I love that. So you actually do a lot of training with others and like coaches. So how do you pick your mentors? Um,
1: I pick my mentors based off of one, what I'm looking for at the time. So um, if I'm looking for something that um, is, um, Uh, that I'm uh, needing at the moment. Um, You know, I'm really diving more deeply into this energy work or this energy realm. So I'm looking for more spiritually minded teachers. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll look, you know, at that first, And then I'll also look for mentors that I connect with personally, because I've also, you know, purchased programs or hired mentors that I haven't 100% connected to, but I'm like, oh, well, they've been recommended. So I need to go with them. And that didn't work out as much. And so I need to definitely be uh, super connected to them. And then um, I also look at, you know, what they've done and what they've created for their life. And then also uh, what they've created in terms of results for their clients. So those are the, some of the things that I, I look for when I pick a mentor. And I also go with my gut decision and really feel into if it's the right um, right, uh, right, person for me in that moment. Mm, I love that.
0: So on the opposite end, like, how do you advise for clients to look for and a branding expert?
1: So I have, um, you know, what I usually share around this and um, one of the things that you want to note is that, you know, anybody can call themselves a brand strategist, like web designers could call themselves a brand strategist, like people that are just starting out that can call themselves a brand strategist, but they don't have the knowledge and the depth of experience. So that's something that you want to look for because a lot of branding is nuanced and can't necessarily be taught. And I do teach some of it in some of my programs, but there are slight nuances that are hard to pick up. So when you're looking for somebody in branding, first of all, you also want to get clear, are you just looking for a website? But Granted, you have to have your strategy first. If you don't have your strategy, then I wouldn't recommend just looking for a website. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at the foundational pieces and getting your messaging straight and really understanding that, you want to look at somebody who has um, a track record of creating that messaging for somebody that has the... the, the knowledge of, you know, years of experience of doing it for others or doing it for large brands, because they start to pick up on the nuances that uh, people who aren't as in tune to this won't.
0: Mm, I love that. So uh, what's your funniest branding joke or funniest thing that's ever happened to you in business?
1: Funniest branding joke. So um, I have, uh, well, it's more of a marketing joke. Does that
0: um, yeah, yes, please, yes. Any the, jokes? I just anything. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So I have. Uh. I have. I have two. So okay. It <laughs> might not be the best one, but. No,
0: it's cool. So, I, I, I okay. tell so terrible jokes, like all the time. Okay.
1: And I just, I just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why did the marketer break up with her boyfriend? Why. Because of lack of engagement. Uh, uh-uh. that's, that's,
0: that's, I like that one. That's uh-huh. a deep one. I like that one. Yeah.
1: And then what is a marketer's favorite drink?
0: What? Brandy. Uh, I love these. I'm serious. I love these. I, I just like these like pun jokes so much. Right? So. Right? That's awesome. Who's so. your favorite Comedian.
1: Who's my favorite comedian? I would say right now, I'm really into Ali Wong. Oh,
0: and yeah. I oh love God. her. Yeah, she's so awesome. I read her book, and she's amazing. I love her. Oh, my gosh.
1: I saw her Netflix special. I never seen yeah. her before. heard of her. And then my friend was like, you have to watch her. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh. She's hilarious, especially because I feel like I get her Asianness <laughs> when she talks some of those jokes. and It's like I relate to her.
0: Mm, that's great. So um who do you think should work with you and who should not work with you?
1: Yeah, so um I have different tiers on like, you know, a, a different uh pieces in terms of like the programs and services that it offer, but um definitely somebody that is, you know, has been in business for a while. Um if you're making, you know, six figures, seven figures, um even high five figures and you're looking to pivot or you're looking to um Uh, shift your brand in a way that connects more deeply to uh, your ideals, clients and their emotions. Those are the people that I love to work with um, that are like keen on, you know, being more connected to their audience and also people that are more heart centered. Cause I don't want to, you know, just help somebody that's like just interested in making money. Um, The people that I tend to attract are more heart centered, more spiritual. And those are the type of people that I want to work with the people that I don't think are ready to work with me on one-on-one are probably somebody is that is a little bit newer, um, in the field of, uh, getting your business together. So if you're only at an ideal stage or idea stage, um, and you don't know where you want to go yet, um, you know, you want to really identify, start to identify what you want your brand to be about, what you want Uh, your business to be even because, um, not knowing those pieces, uh, it makes it difficult for me to help guide you in the branding process because there's a lot of unknowns or if you're like bouncing between a couple of ideas. So, um, so definitely already somebody that has some kind of foundations, although I do have some courses that are for people that, are starting out or newer in the entrepreneur space to give clarity and then also to do some basic branding. And there's some uh, programs that I have that are DYI, but um, those are great starter places. But yeah, I would say mostly people who are um, ready to go deeper into the emotional level and to the soul of their brand.
0: Mm, I love that. So um, what advice do you have for new entrepreneurs? Branding, besides hiring you, and what are some classic mistakes?
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll kind of say the same or in uh, together. Um, I really strongly, and I've I've created messaging and posts, and I even did an ad on this once um, around um, not spending money on your website bef- as a new entrepreneur. In terms of designing, getting it designed, (laughs) any of it, don't hire a web designer. Like I always say, like I had an ad that says like um, building a website or a branded website is a waste of money. And I got a lot of like slack for it, but it was true because like I was explaining for a new entrepreneur and what you need instead, um, you really need to focus on your core message, what it is you're selling for, what your value proposition is. Those are the foundational pieces of branding that um, you definitely need to understand before you even do a website. Because I've seen a lot of people who spend money on websites and they're like, well, I just had the designer create it for me. Or, you know, they didn't give the direction. You are your creative director in your brand you are the person the visionary in your brand if you don't have a vision of what your brand looks like or what it feels Mm -hmm. and you expect somebody else to do it for you Mm -hmm. um, unless they're like me that's been doing it forever that can pick help you dissect what those things are and really walk you through that Mm -hmm. like it's going to be very hard for um, a designer to do that. And no offense to all the designers that are out there because I love <laughs> designers, but I'm just um, just sharing from experience is that if you don't give them direction or if you don't have a direction of where you want your brand is, you kind of go into this spin of like, oh, I don't know if it feels like me or, oh, you know, it may, uh, it may be a pretty site, but it's not a brand. There's a difference between a pretty exactly. site and a brand. Mm-hmm.
0: I see. So love that. And uh, how can we stalk you? How can we sign up to work with you? How can we follow you?
1: Yeah. So um, you can definitely go to my website, brandfameschool.com. On there, there's a free it guide um, that uh, it's called the it guide. Bra- uh, it's called the it uh, it brand guide to unbland your brand
0: at <laughs> a brain freeze there. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. Like you, you help us work out our brains. And yeah. Help at the
1: same time. so um you can get a free guide there um and then if you're interested in, in working with me or any kind of programs it's all listed onto my site. and then you can also follow me on across i believe all the channels at minling Chuang. so my first and
0: last name i love that so thank you so much Min amazing like one of the most well-researched like you finally like somebody finally like read my messages and uh came up with a joke so I I really thank you for that that was amazing so thank you so much for this I really appreciate you hope to have you on future podcasts to come awesome thank
1: you so much for having me
0: thank you